Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Series, a month-long event celebrating the authors and narrators that bring romance stories to life. Listen along as Viviana, Enchantress of Books, interviews your favorite writers and voices, share special guest posts, and stay tuned for some special information at the conclusion of the episode. Today I have the pleasure of chatting with guest narrator Jacoby Diem. Welcome to Audiobook Lovin', Jacoby. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh, I appreciate you um, hanging out with me today and um, sharing, you know, you with the world as, as far as we're listening. Um, but why don't you start by letting us know a little bit about yourself, how long you've been narrating, and how you became a narrator? Um, well, um, I've been narrating about, uh, you know, 10 to 15 years, but been doing uh, romance for the past five or so. Um, mm-hmm. uh, enjoy it. Um, uh, originally, I was actually based in Los Angeles. Uh, well, I, I originally started in New York City, moved to Los Angeles, and uh, now I'm in the Dallas Fort Worth area, um, recording out of my closet. <laughs> <laughs> if you, hey, you gotta be resourceful, right? <laughs> hey, you do what you have to do. And closets yeah. can be useful for a lot of different things, and recording is one of them. Yeah, I, I didn't really ever think about having a closet for that particular reason. Um, <laughs> but hey, the shoes work well, the clothes, um, yeah. and stuff like that. But do you the have pattern, that? Yeah. Do you have that closet set up to do recording? Like, do you have it padded and stuff? Because I've seen some, you know, on on social media sometimes where like, yeah, I'm in the closet recording this book, and I'm going, how does that work? <laughs> um, it, it was it was actually a lot of work. Uh, I mean, I, I put up all types of. Uh, you know, sound dampening, uh, padding and um, sound foam, uh, sound dampening foam and um, uh, have a sound curtain. And, it, you know, the clock, it, it worked perfectly for what I was trying to do, actually. Um, but it took a while just making sure that the, uh, you know, the sound floor was correct. And, you know, you got uh, ideal uh, sound so that when you sent that to uh, publishers, that they were pleased. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it took a lot of work, but got it done. And uh, thankful for it. Yeah. So you converted the closet into your stu- into your booth studio. Yes, it yeah. is my okay. baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, sometimes no one we, enters. Oh, okay. Uh, well, sometimes we have that image of you recording a book next to your jeans and your shoes, and <laughs> so when we when we hear, oh yeah, I'm working. No, you know, no, no my, clothes, no yeah. clothes, no smelly socks. You know, no, none of that. It's just it's all professional grade foam. <laughs> awesome nice um so once you get cast for a book how do you go about prepping it um well first you have to read the book uh, of course um uh, and i you know i guess when i first get it i go through the book and i highlight all the different characters to figure out you know which you know who i'm actually going to be voicing uh, once i write those names down i tend to uh get a mental picture in my mind of who that person is it could be an uncle could be a cousin, um, could be a character I've seen on television and forgotten exactly where I've seen them, but the voices in my head, um, or, it, or it could actually just be a feel. Once you start, you know, reading the dialogue for a character, um, it, it, there's a rhythm. Everybody has a rhythm and how they, and how they speak. And, um, uh, really good authors are good at that as far as, um, the, you know, you can tell the, the pacing and the rhythm for each character changes just a little bit. Um, so, you know, a person may, 
sit upright. A person may slouch in their posture. A person may, you may feel that person has a little bit more weight to them. That person may walk, you know, on their tiptoes. But however you visualize that person in your head, it tends to uh, translate, you know, as far as how it comes out of your mouth. So, um, yeah, that's how I approach the characters. Um, now, female characters for me are always difficult because my voice is, you know, uh, so deep yeah. um, that I'm all, I'm always dreading uh doing the female voices i'm like ah, do i does this sound absolutely ridiculous so uh, <laughs> uh that you know so um <clears throat> and then when i have to like do all-nighters or get up early in the morning i'm like oh god i can't do you know this southern bell at you know six o'clock in the morning so it, it's uh it, that can definitely be a challenge yeah, yeah. I think we we love the, the the deep and the raspy voices, but it can I can totally see where it'd be a bit of a um, concern or a challenge when it comes down to having to narrate, you know, the heroine um, or any of the other female characters. Right. I don't want to there. sound like Big Mama. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I discovered you by listening to Kristen Ashley's series of Fall, the 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 Rising, and okay. you played. Um, make sure that I get the Aramis. name right. Aramis, thank you, yeah. in there. But you also, because this is done in, it's an interesting way that they recorded it. Uh, you, each mm -hmm. of you, the narrators, have their own set of characters that they're voicing, but you end up voicing everybody else if they're in your chapter. Um, right. So you got to, uh, to voice, you know, the heroine that, that's matched with you as well as some of the other ones. And you did a great job where I wasn't thinking like, oh, please speed up the speed or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, skip, skip, skip. Um, right. You did a phenomenal job with it, giving it a just enough or going, oh, yeah, that's the significant other that he, that's talking. Cool. Um, right. So I think that's Thank important you. too. Oh, yeah, come. I think that's important too, because especially with you and some of the other narrators that have that specific deeper voice where you can, you know, it's Jacoby off the bat as soon yeah. as you say two, you know, two syllables kind of thing. It's like that's Jacoby, um, because wow. the voice is so distinctive, um, right. based on others, and so um, it's just one of those where I'm like, yay! So you do good with the girls, you know, the ladies. Voices. I appreciate it. Yeah. Otherwise, appreciate I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't be. I didn't. I would not have listened to the rest of it. <laughs> 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 we all have our pet peeves, and when when sometimes the male narrators do the female voices and they bust out with the California Girl Valley. You know, right. which I know some people do sound like that and I'm not making fun of them or anything like that, yeah. but that's not the go-to for it. So when yeah. I find I, well, You know, there are some times when you're, like I said, when, you, when you're starting at two or three o'clock in the morning and your brain is on lazy mode and you're just like, yeah, and, and then that voice just pops in your head and you're going with it. And you're like, after about an hour, you're saying, oh God, I did not want to do this voice, but now I'm kind of married to it or else, you know, or else I have to go back. So that does happen sometimes, um, but I, I try to be mindful of it um, and at least give it a couple, you know, go rounds before I lay it down. So. Yeah. Well, it's also, especially when you think that this is going to be a minor character, no big deal, you know, and you're giving them this, because the, the description of the character is, yeah, this is the quirky best friend or the guy that no one takes serious. So you're giving them that voice, you know, seven books later, he's now the hero and or, or yes. he's the heroine. So you always got to kind of, you know, you, now you, you've hit on something that really uh, is a problem <laughs> because you, you, you'll start off in a book not knowing it's going to be a series. And, you know, you'll have, like, there was one, um, <laughs> yeah, there was one uh, series where it starts off and there's like 
seven brothers and you're like, okay, um, they're all in one scene together. There's only so many different intonations and Mm -hmm. inflections and, uh, you know, tones and rhythms and pacing that I can do with these characters. And so you're, you're trying to do different things. And then you say, okay, wait, there's going to be seven books for each brother. (laughs) (laughs) And so, so now you're going back. You're like, I can't do this whole book from this perspective with that voice. You know, I'm sounding like Chris Tucker right here. I can't, you know, that can't be a first person narrative. So it's that, those are times when I'm a little, oh gosh, I wish someone had told me there was going to be seven, you know, seven books. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does happen. Yeah. It does, yeah. Oh, here's a, it hits as you continue, and you'll see that it happens as a trend when a, author writes a book and they have meant to have brothers whether it's three or seven and you know or the best friend is is popping in a lot here and there Mm -hmm. most likely those are they're gonna get books whether it's part of the whole series or a spin-off and stuff like that so that's something too because the listeners and the readers love these characters that pop in that the the author may not have even thought about creating a book for them but we get curious and we're like, yay, so is so-and-so going to get a book? And they're going, yeah, I've started Duh. to pick up on it when they start <laughs> saying, okay. And his brother, Daryl, who's also handsome and has a Mercedes and lives in <laughs> Beverly Hills, <laughs> along with his other brother, Devon, who's a stockbroker <laughs> and has his own private job. I'm like, okay, we're, we're doing books on these guys. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they all have six-pack abs and, you know, so yeah. we're, we're definitely doing know. that. Yeah, I always find that fascinating with romance. I'm going, I remember my internships. It never went like that. (laughs) (laughs) I've worked in offices. My bosses never look like that. (laughs) So, which is why we listen to romance, because we like to escape into it. But it's always funny when it comes down to those. I'm like, I never had that opportunity. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) And you called it an opportunity while you were an intern, huh? Yeah, I was like, hey. Well, even even just the work sometimes, I'm going, uh, right. no, that's not what I was doing when I'm in internship. Fun. Right. But again, it's, a, it's an escape. Um, the other thing too, that we tend to really love as listeners are the accents. Do you have a favorite accent to perform? Um, you know what? I think I do like to do um, like uh, the Southern urban accent um that's fun for me um it, and it comes i guess a little bit uh it comes natural for me i guess because my family is from down south and i went to college you know in the south and so a lot of guys that i hung out with had that and i always loved that accent so it's like when i'm talking like the guys from houston and uh you know like big south and uh, let me love you by alexandria house and you know when he's going there and he's talking to it because then when he's talking and He's getting real romantic and sexy. It's just, you know, it feels right. It's like a pocket. So, yeah, you know, but uh, I, I kind of like trying to do anything, to be honest. I, I like the, the, you know, the challenge of it all. So, um, you know, whatever sounds right. And if, if, it, if, I, if it, I guess if I, um, if I can relax into it um, where I'm not feeling that it's, work every time I start to do it, because there are some accents. I was doing a, a book. Uh, a week ago and I, I had to play a the female character was um australian um and australian is not an easy uh accent to master because there you know some people tend to go into a british thing 
Um, but it's it's not necessarily that. So so when they're saying vice, they're saying voice, oi. And so I would get like notes like it's vice, not voice. And I'm like, no, that's how they say the I sound. <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop sending me these notes. So it but at the same time, it was like one of those accents where I had to keep stopping, you know, after every line of dialogue. And it was, you know, it was hard to relax into it. So, um, so when there's an accent that I, that I, you know, that I know it's in my, I'm in my pocket and I'm relaxed and every time we go into that character, then those are the ones, to be honest. So, yeah. I don't know if that was a roundabout way of answering the question. No, you're good. Good. In fact, you actually, um, the other thing I was going to ask about it being one of the hardest uh, accents to perform. So you mentioned Australian being a hard one to, yeah. to get into it. Um, are there any other ones? Um, I would say... It, 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 Irish and Jamaican, because to me, they're similar. Um, those accents are similar, uh, just depending on voice placement. Um, it, I, I can tend to, when I'm doing Irish, uh, start to sound Jamaican. So, you know, I have to always be careful of that. So yeah, that one's, I, I can sometimes relax into the Irish and it doesn't sound like that. Um, but yeah, there are times when it kind of moves into that. Um, mm-hmm. Jamaican accent. I'm like, oh wait, well, I'm talking blood clots and not potatoes and, uh, <laughs> and shamrocks. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I never thought about the Irish and the Jamaican sounding similar, but now that you yeah, mentioned it, there's some it, similarities there. Yeah. yeah, I had a friend in high school that his family was from Jamaica, and so he would, when he would get pissed off, the accent came out. And uh, <laughs> or when we go over to the house, we're going, hey, we have to deal with that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, uh, so, yeah. And I'm like, ooh, when 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 his mom got going too, it was like, ooh, you in trouble? Because <laughs> <laughs> the accent got thicker. Yeah, and the accent yeah. got thicker. I'm like, ooh, yeah. she pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so now that I'm remembering, yeah, I can see where there's some moments where you're going, Blonde, oh, but, yeah. yeah, that is true. Also, some fun memories too. That was always a fun house to go to and hang out with. The, the culture it's there was and a great. great place to eat. I'm sure. Oh God, yes. It's like <laughs> part of and my background is a lot of Sicilian, so the whole thing with food and that's how uh, you know you're loved. Um, their uh, house was very similar. They're like, "Have you eaten yet?" And I'm going, "No, but I know you're going to feed me." Um, right. Because <laughs> even if you uh, said yes, they were still going to feed you. Oh, and, and and I would still eat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would never say no to that. That's for sure. It was great. So in the five years that you've been narrating, um, usually with audiobooks and now that they're very trendy and they continue to grow in population, they started kind of doing this whole thing where it was single narrated that did the entire book and then they got into the dual narration where now you have a female doing all the female chapters and the males doing all the male chapters and now we have duet and also multicast. Do you have a preference in which style you narrate in? Have you gotten to narrate in all different styles yet or not yet? Um, I've done, yeah, I've done all three actually. Uh, to be honest, I do like the, even though I know it's a pain in the ass for editors, uh, the, um, duets, um, because like I said, I'm, I'm not, you know, a fan of my female characters. So I would much prefer, especially during the hot and steamy scenes. I, I just, you know, having a full on female orgasm. Okay, uh, my voice doesn't get that high, you know, so yeah. um, it it can sound real Venus de Milo. Um, I don't know if that's an old reference, uh, uh, Jim Carrey in Living Color. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, so 
No, it's um, it, it those are the the one times where I'm like, oh man, I, I wish I could switch out and let you know female take over here and mm-hmm. let her you know do these parts. Um, um, and I'm pretty sure it's better for the listener, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I like I said, I know that's probably a pain in the ass for the editors, so um, I understand why it doesn't happen as often. <laughs> what is your preference as far as listening? Um, I, you know what, when the book has really great banter or really good conversation, whether it's a steamy scene, um, cause those can always be kind of fun when there's narrative involved. And again, the good conversations are the arguments. I love it when it's duet because you all get to interrupt each other. It's almost like real, like almost watching a movie, you know, or a TV right. show and kind of seeing it play out. And it, it helps too with keeping all the characters consistent cause I'm big on consistency. Um, whether it's accents or tones and, and voices. And sometimes where I've realized that when there's two narrators doing dual, um, unfortunately, right. there's been instances where, especially yeah, there's a lot of that. the inconsistency is not there because sometimes they don't talk to each other or there's been instances where the story takes place in New Orleans and the, nar- the female narrator has decided to provide them with the accents because that's what the story says, but that male narrator, right. not so much. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and you're going, yeah. damn it. I know yeah. you could do a good Cajun accent. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it before. Yeah, yeah right. but I personally love duets. It's, and also, the, even the multicasts are, are getting to be bigger and better. Um, like I said, I had discovered you through the rising. That, to me, was a little more difficult to get into because, mm. there was, first of all, the cast is so big. The characters are, the volume is huge. There's lots of characters popping in and out in different themes. But also the lack of consistency, because when I'm listening to your chapter, you having to play everybody else. I'm going, wait, who was that in the other chapter? Was that right. Stella Bloom um, right. or Greenfield or, or Lance Greenfield? And so, but once even that happened, after a few chapters, I want to say about the 50 mark, I was like sold, and I loved yeah. it. And that's also why I continued with it four books in. Um, so that's definitely something for me um, is a duet. It, everything else is fine, but when I, I learn that it's duet, I'm going, yay, auto bike. You know, <laughs> especially when you guys are involved. You know, I tend to buy more books based on the narrators nowadays anyways than the authors. You guys have become the rock stars. The authors, you know, for a lot of places, but you guys totally make it or break the book too because your performance is what's right. giving it to us from an ear perspective, so. And and I think that's, I think that's the trend as far as, especially in this genre, as far as um, people writing their books to be, you know, uh, as far as with the Audible originals and um, writing their books, you know, for, uh, you know, for audio, yeah. specifically for audio. Yeah, I, I think, think that's that they're... Gonna, continue to grow yes but i think there's a, there's it's smart of that because if if you end up knowing whether it's going to happen at the same time or you have to save the pennies because audiobooks are expensive to produce but so worth it um right. that if the author if the author has the mindset to write knowing that this is going to be done into an audiobook at one point or another it's so much more beneficial for all involved whether mm-hmm. they adding more of the banter and the conversation versus being just more in the head and, and that inner voice thing that works out great and, and stuff like that. And we're providing you guys more with clearance on the fact that he has a Russian accent in chapter one versus chapter 17. You know, just saying, you know, right. little things like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. I've had, I've had some nightmares like that. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. the worst I hear. 
<laughs> you know, like, oh no, or, you know, or providing them with a Russian accent, knowing that he's not Russian at all. Um, right. So yeah, it could, it, yeah. So I think it's, it's definitely something that people are starting to be more mindful as far as the authors goes. So that's also good too for you guys. Romance is a huge genre, not only in the, in, in the from a dollar perspective, because it is the biggest selling genre out there, but also the fact that it's almost like an umbrella term because we have so many subgenres underneath it from, you know, PNR to contemporary to, you know, historicals and cowboys and, you know, firefighters and all that fun stuff. Do you have a favorite subgenre to perform? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, I, yeah, I'm, I've, I've, that's, that's interesting. Um, I think there's a, there's a series that I'm going to be doing uh, later on this summer um that re revolves around uh the son of uh, i don't want to say the name of the uh the series but it revolves around the son of nat turner um who was a you know he rebelled as a you know as an enslaved african um and it was so it's about his son and and who he falls in love with and i i thought that's you know i, I think that's an amazing story because it's it's a love story but there's, you know, it's historical fiction at the same time. So, um, I, you know, I was, re I was really intrigued by that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, w I think, I think that would would be my favorite in that as a subgenre. Yeah, yeah. Some of the historical part of things. Yeah, yeah. Lines, yeah. Learning it at the same time, you know, yeah. things, and and then the details. Um, it, you know, the writers tend to be more detailed. Um, when it comes to the characters relationship because they're already in the mindset of um, details as far as uh the whole historical context so it kind of bleeds uh over into everything um so yeah so I, I think i tend to like i mean after reading this yeah that, that i think that would be my favorite um and i also like um i, li I like some of the um there was a series i did uh the, the prototype series uh by jacinta howard um i liked the music as a backdrop um you know i'm a huge high fidelity fan so uh you know the, her series where it was where it's based on this, this uh, music group and it kind of each person had their own love story um i love that I, because i love music i'm a huge music lover and uh, uh, she was able to you know especially when writers are able to bring that musicality to the dialogue and and you kind of feel like you're a part of a band. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That was, that was cool. So it was fascinating when authors write it. Yeah, it's about a rock star. And I'm going, but there was no band or anything about the music. <laughs> yeah. Right. Anybody can right. pick up a guitar at that point, dude. You know, right. <laughs> I want to hear the exactly. dynamic of the band or watching them yeah. in a concert kind of thing or, you know, if they're recording. Like the romance video. should come out of the circumstance. So yeah. the circumstance should mm -hmm. be amplified. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, is there a genre that you have yet to narrate and that you'd want to narrate? Um, I've done so many different things. Uh, I, I, you know what? It, I, I even, I've even done a sci-fi uh, romance that had some, B, uh, you know, BDSM in it. So I'm like, <laughs> I've done, a, you know, I've done quite a bit. Uh, now, uh, I haven't done a lot of those things, but I've, you know, there's. 
I, you know what? If you can name me some sub genres <laughs> and and then I can say, have I done that? Have I done that? Have yeah. I not? So, so we have the like PNR, so paranormal romance that can include anything from vampires to shifters to um, dragons and and all that. I have not. Stuff. I have not done that. Okay. Um, no, that sounds interesting. Yeah, a vampire. Oh, yeah. A vampire story would be amazing. Yes, I'd love to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's so creative now with the the, the PNR side of things because it's usually when we think of shifters we think automatically like wolves, um, but they've right. done everything from dragons to bears. Oh my! And it's just really fun <laughs> <laughs> how they've done that. And then um, see what other genres. Yeah, of course, the historical are always classic, and then you do have the uh, contemporary romance ones. So they also have um, urban fantasy is another one where it's um, usually the lead is a, the, the focus is on the, on the heroine. So it's almost like a paranormal sci-fi mix sometimes, but they've done a lot of different things where a lot of authors are starting to kind of blend some of these genres together. Um, Danica Dark does a lot where it's PNR, but urban fantasy mixed together. So that's always a fun one to get a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, nowadays it's almost like you also get to pick a trope. You know, we're okay. So right. it's a shifter, but is it the best friend shifter? <laughs> you know, it's always those little tropes. You know, are they the neighbors and stuff like that? So there's a lot of things I mean, that, still out there. That that definitely that sounds interesting. I definitely like to do that, and I know cool. I haven't done that. So that's yeah. good. I'll see now. Authors are listening, and they're gonna have to write a sexy vampire that has a different <laughs> tone to it. You know, hey. I'm sure someone will be like done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What is your favorite part of narrating romance? Hmm. Um, actually, it, it, you know, I do enjoy the sex scenes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I do, um, especially when they're from the male perspective. I mean, there's not a whole lot of, you know, moaning from the female, uh, so to speak, on my end as a narrator. Um, you know, when, you know, I just, I like, getting really intimate with the mic and, you know, going down to that lower register and, you know, imagining myself being there. And sometimes just like, whoa, you know, I gotta <laughs> let me get up and uh, let me walk around a little bit, uh, throw some cold water on my face. Uh, you know, some of them get really uh, intense. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's almost like I feel, you know, you know, we're as narrators, we're not supposed to do it, but um, sometimes I could fall in love with my own, the sound of my own voice and some of those <laughs> And I'm like, man, I'm turning me on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's one of the things that we even think about that when it comes down to when it's done in dual or even yeah. solo, that you're having to kind of narrate both. Then, you know, yeah. yourself as the character that's talking as well as your partner in the scene. And you're going, technically, you're with yourself. So, right. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. It's The visual is crazy in those mm-hmm. moments. So, um, I mean, that's – and a really good writer – you, you know, they take you step by step. And um, so in those moments, it's like, okay, this is, this is building, it's building. And you, you feel when it's good, you, you know, you know, it's just like sex when it's good. And when the writer takes their time and, um, you know, it's the right note at the right moment. then um, yeah, then the, uh, the payoff is nice. So, yeah. I think the scenes can be very, when it's done right, it's, it can be very, and again, people tend to give romance the bad name or, you know, give it crap because of the fact that people yeah. think it's like, you know, mommy porn or, right. it's, you know, stuff like that. But the reality is, as human beings, 
we like sex and that's okay, right. <laughs> you right. know? And how yeah. we like it is none about anybody's business, but right. to be able to enjoy it, whether it's for the first time when we learn that there's a thing called kink or it's the first time that we may want them to do this or that and to be able to kind of go, hey, I learned it in a book. It's really cool, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. And, and it, yeah, and just like sex. I mean, there's good sex, there's bad sex. So there's, there's good, good scenes, there's bad scenes. Um, but there's still sex. And, but, you know, you know that, you know when you're doing something that's well done. And, it, and, and it's, it's well done, I think, for me. I know when it's well done is because, of, like I said, I'm getting up and I'm leaving the booth, you know, so <laughs> for a need second. A, yeah, need yeah, a break. Need, need a moment, yeah. Need a moment. Collects. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, and that's, that's the, uh, the barometer for me. And, and because there's an art, you know, there's an, it's, a, it's at the end of the day, it's an art form. And just like the guy who's just trying to get in and get out, you know, the authors who are trying, you know, trying to do the same. So, um, so when you, when you have a really good one, then, and, um, and especially when you have a, um, a female writer who understands uh, a man's thinking or a male writer who understands a female's thinking, um, then then that that tends to be those tend to be the best uh you know uh books um i, I guess the, the 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 books that i enjoy because a lot of times um authors are they don't understand the other sexist perspective and they're writing full scenes and dialogue between nothing but the opposite sex and they don't have a clue um, and so those can be a little uncomfortable yeah I think the research is important, whether it's yeah. trying to get into the head of the opposite sex, if, if you're going to be a female writer, into the guy's men- mental state, as well as if you're learning anything new, whether it's a position or a kink or location and things like that. It's it's always interesting to me where they bust out with, you know, sex on the beach. And I'm going, ouch. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, who, really, who really wants really, to do that? Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it feels <laughs> nice and romantic, but also there have yeah. been instances where the, the, the tension is there, the buildup is there, and they happen to be walking on the beach. But then that's also where I'm going, it's a funny moment when they go, you right. know what? How about we take it back over there? And I'm going, yes, yes, someone's yeah. thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, exactly. Yeah. And those things are the ones that are important too, you know, when it comes down to, you know, being thinking about, like the safe sex, the fact that sometimes, I mean, I know you get into the moments, but it's, and sometimes the author thinks, well, you're killing the vibe if, if he's like, well, what about the condom? And I'm going, right. yeah, but the reality is that you need it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, unless you're writing up a surprise baby, but even then that could happen with a condom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's part of the beauty of the moment, right? Because as yes. guys or, or, you know, you're trying to figure out how to address it in a sexy way. So mm-hmm. that becomes a part of the game, you know? Yeah, it's really funny. I think I was talking to another narrator. We were talking about the world that we currently live in regarding bringing that sexiness into the fact that you know, as she's wearing her mask and she slides it off, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he reaches into his wallet and gets the condom because um, right. that's the sign, right. you know. Yeah. You have been really busy lately, and I know that you're going to be getting even more busier because there's a bunch of books that are coming out that um are still being announced so those are always fun when you're not working though what do you do for fun um man at this point i'm like when am i not uh (laughs) um i started with that (laughs) right um well i you know like uh right now i'm you know sitting here smoking a 
cigar, sipping on some Grand Marnier, you know. Uh, so, so that's a that's a nice time, you know, nice thing to do with downtime. We're watching a really good movie, um, you know, uh, trying to do some writing, um, you know, working on you know stuff that I've been working on for years, trying to you know add to it here and there when I can. Um, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's not watching a good movie, watching a good series. Um, yeah, that's me. So you mentioned that you have a Grand Marnier there. Is there a um, special, do you have a favorite drink or cocktail or? Oh yeah, actually my favorite drink in the world is one half uh, Belle de Briere and one half uh, Doucet Cognac. That's my favorite drink in the world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I just, I couldn't find any uh, yesterday. So. <laughs> I, went, I couldn't find the Belle de Briere, so I, that's, you know, it's like a pear brandy um, mixed with the, the cognac. Wow. Just put that in the sifter some mm -hmm. ice, with an ice cube, a nice cigar. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I, I asked because I'm learning to, I want to get my palate a little bit more sophisticated when it comes down to drinks, besides, you know, the, you know, the basic beers or the basic cocktails of, you know, margaritas. Um, which I love a good margarita, but, mm, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, but I also like to try to do other things and other mixes and matches that I normally wouldn't try. I did try bourbon, but that's like very, very alcohol. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is. <laughs> it's very and, strong. And I, I did actually discover, I like bourbon too. So I, I mean, I just don't, I can't drink it that much, but, uh, yeah. Um, I just discovered a great bourbon called a uh, widow Jane. Oh man. It's amazing. So yeah. yeah. That's one of the, yeah, that's one of the brands I've heard. I know that I think there's um Angel Something is another one that's really Angel good. Envy. Yeah, yeah. Angel Envy is yeah. another that's good. And then there's the one that's oh my god, I think it starts with an M or something like that. It's from obviously from Kentucky. But uh right. yeah. But still it's just I'm like I'm like I smelled it for the first time. I'm like, dude, it smells like rubbing alcohol. How you all drink this? <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly like even the romance as he's sitting there in his suit and he's drinking his bourbon, you know? And I'm going <laughs> Huh, okay. Um, but that's also why yeah. I realized there's such a small amount that you put in the glass. <laughs> yeah, you're usually you're usually in your shorts with the bourbon, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're relaxing. It's not how it's right. made in the scene, but you know <laughs> it's also why it's a fantasy. Um yeah, but yeah, sure. just, when I saw that when I first time I tried that, I was going, Oh yeah, that's a lot. It's hard, you know, but hey, everybody has their own different tastes. But then I'm gonna check that out that you you shared. That mix. I'm gonna see about getting some of that and trying it out, and then I'll let you, you know how it goes. You should definitely try. Yes, <laughs> it's it's very smooth. It's, it's, yeah. it's a it's a chill drink. It's a chill you know, drink. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Get a, get a nice sifter. I mean, because I mean, it's not cheap though. You know, when you buy both of them, but yeah, um, it's special occasion drink. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I've, I found that a lot of uh, the stores, like Total Williams, sometimes will sell those small sample ones, almost like as if you're in a you know hotel bar kind of thing we're in the, in the room so i've tried to, to buy those first if available to try them out and stuff because then then i'm all for spending the money when it's worth it um yeah. but if i'm trying out for something for the first time I'm going oh, i'm gonna get the trial size um and check it <laughs> yeah. out you know it's almost sure. like having the audible escape i'm gonna try you first that way and exactly i check to see if my library has some jacoby um <laughs> if you know when i first discovered and see what else was there so that's said totally worth it 
after you find that something that you like, totally worth it. I'm all yeah. for enjoying that way. Um, something I love to do with my guests uh, towards the end of the episode is play a little game called Would You Rather? I okay. find it fascinating. Uh, either the answers, either how quickly they come or how people will stop to think about it and <laughs> the reasons behind it, which I love. I really do. It's the whole like talking to people that I love to do. So if you're okay. um, good with it, we can play a couple of little questions here and there and then go from there. Ready? Let's do it. Cool. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always 20 minutes early? 20 minutes early. Would you rather know the history of every object you touch or be able to talk to animals? Talk to animals, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> See, I knew I liked you. <laughs> Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Teleport anywhere. Yeah. I, I would never want to know what's in somebody else's mind. I'm yeah. trying to figure out what's in mine. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm like, filter that out. No, I can't say this. Um, <laughs> who am I talking to again? Okay, great. Yeah, can't say right. either. Yeah. Would you rather never have to clean a bathroom again or never have to do dishes again? Never have to clean a bathroom again. Everybody says that. Everybody. Yeah. I think there's been one person that has not. I have to go back to them and say why. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Would you rather be able to control fire or water? Hmm. Hmm. I think I'd rather be able to control. Wow, that's an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> because there's. So many good things to either one of them, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> what can you do? Fire, fire you could save. I think, I mean, either one you could save so many lives. Yeah. Um, I would say if I can control, control all the water in the world, definitely water. Mm -hmm. Because then you can control fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> um, here's another good one. Would you rather be invisible or be fast? Invisible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Let's see another one. Would you rather always be hot or always hot? Would you rather tell everyone what your guilty pleasures are, or never partake in any of your guilty pleasures again? Tell everyone what my guilty pleasures are. <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? Yeah, like, I am not giving this up. Guess what we're doing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You can join me if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> Pull up a seat. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, last one. Would you rather have a personal chef or a personal masseuse? Oh, personal masseuse. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I can cook for myself i can't mm -hmm. i can't get that spot in my lower back that's you know? true yeah <laughs> i think a lot of people tend to do the chef because of the whole having to plan meals i know for a fact that that's like the bane of my existence is meal planning but you're right i can easily cook and still do it if i want to um but i can't right. get that spot <laughs> in the back no not yeah. at all so before we go what do you have coming out next and what are you recording next that you can share let me see, what is it that I can share? I think I can share, well, I can say, well, yeah, um, a guy walks into my bar, uh, Lauren Blakely. Uh, that's gonna be coming out soon, so I can't announce that. 
Um, so yeah, that'll be announced before this uh, interview airs. Yep. Um, uh, there's also Shoe uh, by Alexandria House, um, which is the third part in her Them Boys series. Um, and I did uh, Teach Me uh, for Alexandria House. I think that's all I can share at this moment. Um, I, I do have something coming. I'm not, I'm not sure I can share it, but uh, I'll just go. I, I can say the author, of, I guess, uh, uh, Sabrina Scales. Um, so I have something coming from her. She did uh, Naughty Nasty, um, and I enjoy her work. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to how that, um, I'm looking forward to the, the rest of the books in that series. So, yeah, she has a series coming out that I'm going to be working on with um, uh, Wesley Siobhan. So, yeah. Cool. Uh, so. Yep. And I'm sure we'll follow you on social media so when you get to the go to go, you know, green light to share stuff or be like, so what you doing next? Um, we'll right. be there to uh, <laughs> go. Okay, cool. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, walk, um, the guy walks into my bar is going to be a fun listen for sure. And I can't wait for her yes. to announce the cast so I can talk All-star about it. All-star cast, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's in there. So I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be brought into the fold on that one. So. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a yeah. great story. I, I got to, I, I got to read it. And now, and again, it's one of those things that when I read, I listen to you guys in my head saying the lines. And, and, and so it's so cool. That's definitely, I'm really excited for that story to come out. And I can't really wait for her to just share who's in it so I can start talking to people because right. it's, the community is so awesome. And so when you know there's going to be this great story or this great book coming out, you want to say, oh, my God, you know, yeah. you have to listen to this. Um, but I can't do that because she hasn't announced it yet. But she's going to do it soon. So. Um, and you know, have you read it or you've read the whole thing, the finished? Uh, yeah, I did. Because I, I, I got to, to fix the, the script for you guys to make sure oh, that right. uh, the narrators right, right. know what lines they're saying and when they're popping in and out of. Okay. Right. So, yeah, yeah, but it's a great story. Um, and I'm really excited for it as a whole. But I also love the fact that all these other narrators are partaking in it. And I'm really looking forward to the character you're, you're voicing, um, which is Sam. Mm um yeah to get his yeah uh, just got some uh, information yesterday so yeah yeah, yeah. he'll be getting yeah. more later today when i sent out the email oh <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah you got homework <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, get this I'm... one day off yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. enjoy your day off yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> well hey you know it's like one of those things where you have to schedule to record you know, you, there's only so many hours in the day, and then when we're, you know, doing things across the entire country where people are on the East Coast and this, you know, Central Time and West Time, Pacific Time, yeah. it's just one of those we're going, okay, so how does Saturday look for you? <laughs> yeah, you know, at this you time, know? especially because of the uh, climate we're in, and, yeah. you know, you know, you know, I'm blessed because audiobooks are still chugging along, um, mm -hmm. and just being able to record out of the home, you know, gives you a, an advantage. Um, so it's it's been it's been really busy, but mm -hmm. you know I'm not complaining at all. You yeah. know? Uh, no, busy is good. Um, something yeah. that I keep reminding you guys is to make sure that you take a break because we are working from home. We tend to forget that. Oh, that's right. I could stop any minute now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. find myself doing emails like at ten o'clock at night, and I'm like, oh, I've been working for sixteen hours straight. But yeah. also, when you enjoy what you're doing, you kind of forget that it's actually work. Well, I, I'll tell you this too. It's what I, I I also have to remember to not take on so much because yes. you can sometimes sacrifice uh, quality 
you know, for quantity and you're trying to get, meet these deadlines and you're like, yeah. oh, Mm-hmm. And then you have, then and then there are those moments where you're like okay I I just need to scan through and look at my character and look at the you know and then you're like oh god this is this is hard right yeah. now so you gotta yeah. sometimes you gotta give yourself the space to be able to do the proper you know research and yeah. I'm learning that yeah, yeah. don't do yeah. more than you should you yeah know? Um, uh, because at the end of the day your name's on it. That's true. That is true. Um, um, and you want to do it justice um, for yourself as exactly, well as your client. For the author, yeah. I want to thank you for being my guest for this year's audiobook loving series. This has been so much fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it really I, has been fun. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and definitely welcome back anytime you want <laughs> to chat and, and talk. That's great. Um, and everyone, thank you for hanging out with us today. Until next time, happy listenings. Thank you for joining us in the Audiobook Lovin' series, hosted by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. We hope you have enjoyed this episode, as well as the series. We've included audio samples of our guests' work within the post for you to check out. Please make sure to visit the main page, link within the post, to learn more about the series, the authors, and the narrators. Please consider leaving a review wherever you listen to the series if you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to follow us on our social media platforms, and subscribe to the Viviana Enchantress of Books newsletter. Until next time, happy listening. Audiobook Lovin' hopes you've enjoyed this program. 